Is Luke an overpowered problem in Street Fighter V this season? We discuss this potential as the community begins to express worry. Plus, Catalyst hits us with five things fans should expect from Street Fighter VI, all on this week's episode of Talkin' Block. All right, welcome back to another episode of Event Hub's Talking Block. I am John Catalyst Green. With me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Oh man, we are what two weeks into the new Street Fighter V definitive patch now. It's uh, it's been exciting, but it feels like there might be a wet kind of blanket thrown over everything, and that's what I want to get into today. But of course, before doing that, I'd like to ask everybody to like this video, psycho crush that like button. Uh, give us a comment at the end. I want to know before you hear what we talk about today, do you think that Luke is a problem top tier character taking the fun out of the potential of Street Fighter V or do you think it's just fine? Let us know in the comments before we talk about it and then you can chime in afterwards too to let us know if you've changed your mind. Um, but yeah, that, we are here the we mind are. changers, John. We, we change people's perspectives of everything. I want to see if you're going to change my perspective of how I feel about Luke being top one. What is well, your case? So so it sounds like maybe you're not necessarily right there to begin with. I'll, I'll lay out a little bit of what we've been seeing, the kind of the sentiment that's, that's flowing around right now. Um, when Street Fighter gets, or any fighting game that's major, gets patched, people usually have a, a wish list of things that they want to see happen, and that almost always revolves, at least in part, around the top tiers. Luke came out in November of last year. He was clearly a top tier, clearly designed to be, and then therefore was someone that everyone was looking to see, what are the nerfs? How is yeah. How is Capcom going to balance this character? And once this patch rolled out, they did hit him with a handful of nerfs, but they were uh, kind of not significant in a lot of ways. His vitals got hit. That's a that's a pretty big deal. So good. His low forward got hit. Sure. But he also got a handful of buffs to help things out in other avenues. His new uh, his, his V skill and V trigger two are much better now. And might be the new hotness for him. Um, but then, like, his fireball got nerfed, but not in the way that you would hope. You know, not in the utility. It lost a little bit of damage and a little bit of um, of uh, block stun, I think it was. But it didn't lose how fast it comes out. It, it, and he really doesn't lose much of his utility there. His normals are amazing, and they remain pretty amazing. In fact, his crouching medium punch got buffed. And really what we're seeing is while a lot of other top tiers did get nerfed, Luke kind of got slaps on the wrist and is still, matter of fact, the best in the game as far as a lot of early opinions by uh, some pretty notable figures across the community. And now there's going to be a top tier. Sure, that's fine. But if you can identify that top tier right off the bat and this ends up being accurate, then that's not a very good look. And furthermore, if you are having a really hard time facing the army of this top tier, which might end up being the case, that's another thing that people are afraid of, that's also not a good look for your game. So that's kind of where we're sitting right now, that maybe Capcom has designed Luke to be too good, and it will put a wet blanket on this final season of Street Fighter V. John, what do you think? I, I, there's a there's definitely merit to what you're saying because I'm I'm hearing that echoed by other players and and one of the biggest things I saw was that we we didn't get enough offline events last year to really see Luke flourish there and, and a lot of people compared him to you know Seth from a year or two ago where everyone mm -hmm. had a pocket Seth right and and that was what we were hearing about Luke that everyone had a pocket Luke and you were going to see him busted out but with how things broke down we just that did not happen. Um, 
I'm not as big on this character as some other people because I really don't think that that he just got a slap on the wrist. Uh, a, a damage reduction uh, of 10 on your fireball is huge. Uh, also, the decrease to pushback, and I, that is a buff I just got with Rose. It's a buff that um, Guile got a few seasons back that really helped him quite a bit, too. Uh, I, I really don't agree with people saying it's a slap on the wrist. He's definitely worse, but what I think may have happened, though, is everyone else around him got nerfed, which clearly is the case and, and now he's kind of risen up uh in there and, and he just kind of like uh um in a vacuum he definitely got worse but in the aggregate with everyone factored in it's it's definitely possible he got better right right and i mean a lot of characters got some really good stuff and it seems like one of the objectives for capcom this season is to make everyone as viable as possible and like we've talked about in a previous video how uh how they want to make street fighter 5 maybe prioritized fun over competition but the capcom pro tour announcement also just happened and we are returning to offline events this year there's not a ton of information on those yet but we do know it will be both off and online events so there is this surge about competition um that that I, I dare say we haven't had in a few years if that actually comes to fruition. Capcom has planned, you know, an in-person Capcom Cup twice in a row and canceled it. But um, so so you kind of, well, I want to say Javits, um, one of the uh, the most mad scientists of all the mad scientists when it comes to Street Fighter. He's a lab monster. He, he sees things that people don't see. He comes up with really cool combos and things like that. And he really picks characters apart and tries to understand them in ways that maybe not everybody else does. He tweeted out a few days ago that Luke was nerfed into top one. And so you're kind of getting out there that, yeah, he did get a few, a few nerfs, um, but in the aggregate, uh, you know, when it, when it's all said and done, he's actually moved up a little bit. And um, so part of this is it's early and we don't know for sure yet because the experiment hasn't been run. Fair enough. But how your community is perceiving your game is still a huge part of all of this. You know, that's your that's your relationship there. And if you have people like Javits, Javits isn't the biggest, you know, voice in the room, but he's someone. And then we've seen other even bigger voices saying negative things or at least being wary about Luke's potential already. Um, you had, what, uh, um, Mena RD come out and say that this character is unbeatable. Eh, Mena's young and he's, he's being a little dramatic there. But you have a Capcom Cup champion talking about this character in this way way that's going to influence what people feel and think about you have snake eyes saying uh can't you know there's going to be so many luke mirror matches in the cpt this year uh, and nobody bats an eye at that we're like yeah that's probably going to be the case we're, we're, we wouldn't be surprised if that's the case because like you said just like everybody had a, a like all the pros had pocket seths because he was so matter of fact good just uh, in season four that's that's Luke, but but even to a higher degree, I would say, because I could probably point to a handful of things that um, advantages that Luke has even more so than the ones I could point to with Seth, and it's just beginning to feel. Oh, I gotta say, Daigo Umehara, heard of him, multi-time Evo champion and uh, the most celebrated fighting game player in history, is saying things like, "It feels as though we should all just play Luke." I'm excited for a handful of characters, but it looks like I'm going to just have to play Luke, and that's boring. Um, that if the character is so matter-of-fact the best in the game is not a good look for Capcom. Yeah, if that is the case, I would agree. And I'm all these players we've seen, especially with Daigo, um, he's, he's very... A, very much a prisoner of the moment where you you ask him one day how he feels about something and he he gives you his opinion and then the next day he might feel completely differently and, and that that's very much kind of how Daigo works 
and stuff. So I'm not convinced that 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 Luke is matter of fact top one. He's going to dominate the CPT because we have not seen it yet. In in theoretical, you know, theory fighter is something I, I I played all you know way back in the day on IRC and you know the 1990s and stuff like that because we didn't have on play play. So we're like, well, my crouching medium kick will beat this and other stuff. And you know, hey, th- there's a plenty of room for this. It's a big part of our show. We discuss this stuff. So I, I'm definitely intrigued by this, but I'm not fully on board with a Luke as a matter of fact top one character, especially when you know, I, I you want to talk about slaps on the wrist, you might talk about Cammy. You know, it, it's uh, she still might be the number one character in this game. And it, it's it, it's it's amazing. It, it's like I, I still swear and I, I I'm you know, maybe maybe Capcom will talk to me about this, but I, I really wonder if the CEO of Capcom is just this huge fan of Cammy. Like what's going on there? But we were talking about Luke. We're not talking about Cammy in, in that context. I, I just you're you're gonna have to prove to me that that Luke is as good as people say he is before I'm going to believe it. Mm-hmm. And and yes, you're right. The experiment does need to be run. But like I said earlier, the overall perception of the community and then the way is going to affect the way that some other people engage with the game. And that brings me to, well, what is Capcom's overall objective with this character? We know they want attention on Luke. They want people to be familiar with the character. They want him to have momentum moving into Street Fighter VI where he will be the protagonist. And likely, he uh, he's, he's fairly different in a, some significant ways than the rest of the cast. It's probably because that's closer to the way Street Fighter VI will generally flow. And so it might be that they want to prioritize him because they're preparing us for six. But at the same time, they do seem to have made Street Fighter V into this like last hurrah, let's have fun, let's have competition kind of a thing. And so to the extent that those two things might be clashing, I think that's an issue too. Um, I have a quote here there, or just a, a, an idea here. Um, where it might be, you know, we talk about how uh, developers will, will roll out overpowered DLC to encourage people to play them. That's, you know, the yeah. kind of pay to win when it comes to things like fighting games. Um, I, I don't say that that's necessarily what's going on here, but it does feel like that spirit is maybe what has captured Capcom. And and, and not like it's a, it's like a, it's a conscious decision that they might be making. But I'm saying like Capcom wants really strong Luke so that people play or wants Luke to be really strong so that people play him more than they want to have fun. And like, that's a, that's a bad sentiment. Like, I'm sorry, they are more motivated to play him than they are to like explore the rest of the game. You know, like Daigo's like, well, if I'm going to approach this game competitively, I'm kind of obligated to play this top tier matter of fact, best character in the game. And uh, that that takes away a little bit of the spirit out of the game. That takes away a little bit of the spontaneity and the fun. It's like, all right, and here's another, you know, Luke Mirror in top eight. And uh, who's going to be at the right spacing to, to get the jab off at the right time or whatever. And it, it really simplifies down the game into Luke Fighter 5. And I'm not saying that's necessarily where we're going for sure, but there's a fear of that. Yeah, there's a fear of it. And it's 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 funny. It's like the devil you know, right? We, we saw uh, a million Kami mirrors, Urian mirrors, Rashid mirrors, and... and you know, the community was not as up in arms about it because they knew about those characters and basically had overcome them to some degree, right? They had kind of felt like, all right, yeah, there are problems and we want them dealt with, but also like the the, the fervor we're seeing for, for Luke right now is a little bit kind of like crazy. Uh, the, the fact that it's coming with a DLC character and coming this late in the game's lifespan, it's a little bit interesting that, that, that people are as up in arms with them. But I personally like when DLC characters are strong. And when you have a DLC character that drops that is not good, 
that is usually one of the worst things that you could do in a video game, uh, in, a, in a fighting game. And I, I really want to see Luke get up there and get get him more explored, more, you know, uh, it, it's, it's people are saying, oh, matter of fact, number one, other stuff like, okay, well, let's see you win some tournaments with him uh, and, and do this and, and do this stuff and, and see it, you know, and, you know, sure, maybe, you know, maybe these players can do it, but like, I'm, I'm skeptical. Well, we saw him roll out back in November, and immediately he won both uh, Wednesday Night Fights and uh, NLBC, and then won like the next two or three Wednesday Night Fights in a row, and then I stopped keeping track, but uh, he, he came out to immediate success, and people like Chris CCH, who's uh, produced a tier list in, um, since the definitive update has come out. I think we've posted three tier lists, Chris CCH, Shuto's, and Fudo's. All three of them, uh, two of them have Luke at the number one spot, and then uh, I believe that Shuto's has Luke in the god tier. Um, nestled between Dalsim and M. Bison, and I don't know if those are ordered from left to right or not, but he is in the god tier uh, with only two other characters. Um, but we have seen him do well, competitively speaking. We have seen him be very popular online. He came out as the, the number one most popular character in the month after he was released, and then he dropped to third and has maintained that spot at third. Now, it's not uncommon to see a new character become the most popular for the month. That's That happens sometimes. Um, but for them to stick around is a whole other story. And Luke yeah. seems to be sticking around and I wouldn't be surprised if he climbs up. And, and by the way, he's, he's, he's eked out by Ryu and Ken who are, you know, two of the most popular characters in the game. And Ken is getting a lot more attention now because he's gotten a lot better. Um, but, but yeah, he's, uh, he's a character that has uh, a lot of, of already good resume lines in terms of competition. And um, you're right. Let's see what happens in these first handful of tournaments, and and kind of maybe reconvene at that point and see if if these uh, these worries are warranted. But I do think they will be because um, well, here's an instance. Broski uh, rolled out a video um, not too long ago called uh, "All Luke's Normals Are Absurd," and I was like, "That's clickbait, Broski." But I'm intrigued. You got me with the clickbait. Let's check it out. It wasn't clickbait. He goes through virtually all of Luke's normals, you know, and, and they're very different from a lot of other characters because they're forward moving. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the way Luke works. It's just that I, I don't want that to be in a vacuum. I don't want Luke to be the only one that can do that in a, in a, with a cast of characters that relatively uh, are not able to do so. And thus he's going to either float to the top or sink to the bottom pretty quickly. And in this case, floating to the top because he's, he's got these forward advancing normals. And so we don't have to go through all of them, but like, you know, that standing medium punch is one of the most confirmable moves in the entire game. And it leads to great damage and you can cancel into V trigger if needs be. Um, it's like his uh, you, you, the characters will have like a single normal that you'll notice is like, wow, that's really good. And usually it takes a little while for that to come out as opposed to like some really good special move because normals, they, they take a little bit of time to really figure out their, their place and their utility. But, you know, you'll have like G's crouching jab. After a little while, we figured out G's crouching jab is actually really good despite being, you know, four frames and such because of how far forward it reaches. And it becomes an an incredibly important defensive tool for the character. And then nestled in with the rest of his really good offense, the fact that that becomes a bridge into his offense was an incredibly important thing that we didn't really know for a while until G was more explored. And like, oh, man, this is actually a lot better, especially because of the context. Well, Luke's crouching jab is uh, goes very far forward, similar to G's, but is a frame faster. He's got the three frame, and that can can confirm into target combos, into damage, into good situations for Luke. So his defensive check is really good. Oh, but by the way, he's got a DP, an invincible DP, the kind of thing that G doesn't have. He's... <laughs> 
he's got options beyond what G has, but he also has like the normal that G is kind of known for on defense, but an even better supply because it's a frame faster. And you can go through examples like that, like a standing medium kick. I don't know that his was like the best in the game or anything like that, but a good standing medium kick, you know, remember the days of Evil Ryu and Street Fighter 4, um, Karen, uh, uh, when, especially when they raise a hurt box up so that you, you know, no longer are as susceptible to a crouching medium kick or a, a low poke. Um, Luke's, Luke's is so fast and it, it, his, his front foot stays where it's at. So maybe he doesn't move the, uh, the hurt box all that much, but it's a comparable to like, you, you're going to talk about that move when you're talking about some of the best standing medium kicks in the game. And you're going to talk about his forward fierce when you're talking about some of the best forward fierces in the game. And you're going to talk about his standing light kick, which you can buffer into his EXD, um, EX upper kind of thing. Uh, and like the list goes on, I'm watching through Broski's video and I'm like, dude, he does have like one of, if not the best of each of these normals, and they have very apparent utility and they feed into the rest of his gameplay. And like almost none of those were, were really hit in this update. So he still has all those and he can still do all this stuff. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, I am worried. I am yep. worried that this game will become more about, I'm worried that Capcom goes in their objective to make Luke prominent and, and known and liked that they're thinking if Luke wins, then he is fun. And it's like, yeah, but that is short-term gain and long-term loss because that gets stale quickly. Yes, it's fun to see your opponent's life bar empty. Yes, it's fun to see you win appear up on the screen. But if that's earned cheaply, then the, the it's not a lasting thing. And then you end up going to do something else. And <laughs> you better believe that those frustrated on the other side, you know, in the spirit of what Mena RD was saying, this character is unbeatable, is incredibly frustrating. Uh, they're going to be way ready to, to leave or to not engage, or they're going to be at least kind of uh, demotivated to in a much more a much taller order than like a Luke who's just winning too much you know yeah it, one of the things I, I think Capcom will address if Luke is as dominant as people fear is I, I'm basically positive they'll put out another patch that gets him um, and it, it's it's probably you know gonna happen mid-season uh, summertime or maybe the fall time um, th there's no way that if Luke is running rapid that that Capcom lets him do that for a you know for Okay, I shouldn't say there's no way, but I think it's unlikely because you never know because, you know, I mean, hey, uh, how long was Cammy dominant for? You know, and, and even still might be dominant now. Again, I, I'm still wondering if, 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 like, people are like, oh, yeah, Cammy's not, you know, uh, <laughs> Cammy. This is secretly a segment about Cammy, guys. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it, it's it. Let me actually ask you this. Do yes. you think that there's a reality here where Luke stays exactly how he is and Cammy stays exactly how he is and Cammy ends up as a number one character again right now? I, I, that's possible, but I would I would very much heavily favor Luke okay, um, over it. So so yeah. like not a not a highly likely, but like yeah, I, I, that wouldn't be impossible. Um, and we we've lived through those scenarios. You know, we we've still played the game, we've still done this and stuff. So I'm not I'm not super concerned about it. But at the same time, it is good to get out in front of this if Luke is that bad of a thing and like let's make sure that capcom addresses this sooner rather than later because if he is that dominant if he is taking over the game and making it not fun that ruins the game like we don't want that you know that that's a that's a much worse look than having a, a dlc character not be uh what what they should be i will say that if capcom's overall goal is just to promote luke um there is a certain like as the community we should kind of temper our approach right expectations should be tempered a bit 
to consider that like they have more goals than just to make the game as competitively viable as possible. Um, if their main priority is is to leave Street Fighter V and get us ready for Street Fighter VI, and they want Luke to kind of be that 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 connection for us and carry us over there. It's like, well, okay, maybe we have a little bit more patience for this kind of a thing. Maybe it's okay to a to a stronger degree than it would be otherwise. Um, but if Capcom wants a fully competitive final season of Street Fighter V, they need to change Luke. Hmm. Big statement. All right, that's all Shell. I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get started here, if people can cycle crush the like button. It actually helps us out just a ton, and we really super appreciate it, and let us do a little bit more here in the future. We're doing some nice stuff already, but, you know, we're going to do a little bit more. But, John, I want to talk about five Cammy. big things. No, oh, okay. no, no, no. Five big things. Cammy could be one of them, but but five big things uh, people should expect from Street Fighter Six, not including Cammy, actually. So uh, we, we have a mix of new and old blood working on Street Fighter Six, and I want to talk about what fans should expect from the new game based on what we're seeing and hearing out there. First off, I want to introduce the new guys, uh, Yusuke Hashimoto and Kazuhiro Tsuchiya. Uh, uh, and I'm probably botching the pronunciations on that a little bit. I will get better at those. My apologies. But um, uh, Yusuke was the director of Bayonetta 2. And, and that is one of the most heralded games of all time. But he also previously worked on Capcom titles like Street Fighter Alpha 3, Resident Evil 4. You remember that one, John? You remember RE4? I think I've uh, heard of it. Yeah, yeah. And then Devil May Cry. This guy is a top tier talent. He was the director of Bayonetta 2. One of the best games ever. And, and, and he also did some work on Smash Ultimate. His resume is extremely high-end, and he's going to be serving as a planner and game designer on this new game. And then uh, Kazuhiro uh, Tsuchiya uh, served as a producer on Mega Man 11, which at Capcom is actually a very important title. Uh, producer, you know, depending on where you go, can be kind of whatever. But, but Yoshinori Ono held the title of producer for Street Fighter 4, and then uh, Ryoto Netsuma held the title of producer for Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So he, mm. if you get a producer title, it is a big deal at Capcom. Um, so now that stage is set, it's not just the new guys, it is the old blood as well. Let's cover these things that I think are going to be a big deal in this game. Is Wishige there? What's that? Is Wishige there? Wishiga is uh, the battle planner. Yeah, he is uh, he's very I'm high excited. up on the list. Yeah, so cool. Um, yeah, so uh, Street Fighter Six number one here. Street Fighter Six is likely going to be a faster paced game. Bayonetta two and Mega Man eleven keep things moving pretty quickly. These games have a brisk pace that they move at, and it's more than likely that we're going to see the speed of Street Fighter five as opposed to something like the speed of Street Fighter 3, which was a much slower paced game. Street Fighter 5 can go quickly, probably a little too quickly, and I personally wouldn't mind if the next game is a tad bit slower, but again, like I just mentioned, the Bayonetta 2, Mega Man 11, they, they, they have a high pace movement options and a lot of button presses and other stuff you're just kind of expected to do, and that is a big part of the appeal, the fun of those games. I, I, I can't see Capcom going like, let's dial things down, let's let's make them slower. How does that? How do you take to that, John? Like, do you think that's um, something they're going to aim at? Yeah, I think that when you think of okay, for every mile of road, there's two miles of ditch, right? You go too far this way and it sucks, and you go too far that way and it sucks. They probably have Street Fighter Cross Tekken still pretty fresh in their minds in terms of like that was way too slow paced when it came out and that led in a, in no small way to the demise of that game, unfortunately. And I will add for all of you guys that still really really love it and want to talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I'm down for a reasonably fast paced game. I, the thing is, 
can you finagle in there the fundamentals uh, and, and like the things that make the game significant, the meaningful interactions, or does it just become V trigger? Blah, 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 what happened? You know? Yes. Um, because and and that's why I'm so well. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I'm a little bit worried. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to make too big of a judgment before we get in there because, like, yes, it could be a very fast-paced, quick game and still have all those things, and then, like, maybe that still captures the essence and the spirit of Street Fighter that we're hoping for. So no major judgments, but a little bit of trepidation. It's it's good to be fearful, especially initially on, and it's oftentimes that these these game mechanics, you know, Ultras in Street Fighter 4, V-Triggers in Street Fighter 5, they, they end up being too dominant initially, and they're, they're what the entire game is based around usually, and it's like, okay... Uh, the developers really want people using these tools. They really want them going in, and then they, they just end up being like just too all-encompassing. And then you know a year after the game's out, they see it dialed back. I really expect a very similar thing here from Street Fighter Six, uh, but mm-hmm. that point is very well taken. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and again, if Luke is an indicator of how the pacing of things will go, most of his moves move him forward. They they usher him toward yeah. the fight, you know, and, it, and that doesn't make either he's going to hit or maybe he's going to open himself up to be hit. I would like to see what that looks like in a game where there's more Lukes. And I don't mean like exact mirror matches. I mean where Ryu's moves do the same thing to a degree or, you know, that other characters have that similar kind of status and have that similar kind of flow to their gameplay. What does that look like? And, and, yeah. and again, we've kind Kind of see it in Luke mirrors, but I don't think that's, you know, there needs to be the other different characters that do that kind of a thing too. Yeah. Um, but that that is interesting to me. I think that that could be really cool. So at number two, uh, don't expect Capcom to reinvent the wheel. Uh, neither Bayonetta 2 or Mega Man 11 were considered huge departures from their previous games, and, and Street Fighter 6 should be no exception. Uh, actually, throughout most of Street Fighter's lifespan, we haven't seen a big departure from prior games. Uh, the last time Capcom actually did a major revision to the gameplay was Street Fighter 3, and once again, was not super well received. Uh, expect similar treatment here with the tried and true gameplay aspects that, that fans love returning. Um, while, while Capcom could heavily reinvent things, they tend to do better um, if they're going to do that with like a brand new IP. Not existing at, you know franchises and stuff where, where fans have such heavy expectations. So Street Fighter Six will likely bring back the, the tried and true you know fireball uppercut strategies that you know, you've been doing since Street Fighter Two. Um, and I, I think it's something they really messed up with Street Fighter Five. It's like you know that you can't do the fireball uppercut stuff with Ryu that well. You know, like it's this this patch is you know, eh, you know it, it's that stuff is just kind of fans expect it's like you know jumping on someone's head with mario you know kind of thing there's just certain things fans expect and, and i i really think that they're going to bring back a lot of the core stuff that actually street fighter 5 went away from yeah that's interesting to kind of like follow the trail there of like well why doesn't that work with a character like ryu in this game and i think the big reason there is um it might be multifaceted but the the fact that zoning is not as effective in this game there's so many ways around zoning so you take away that element of the fireballs well if ryu can't throw as many fireballs then he can't work the jab to open up something else right so to speak so he's not going to get as many dps because you're not going to be as as coaxed into or chorused into jumping as much right and so uh if the mechanics ripple that way they can indirectly, you know, feed into the sorry, feed into the process that you know, and then later on down, you know, down the river or something, that's where you see stuff dam up or change. Um, but it's like it's it. How do you predict that? I mean, you can you can you can see it to it to an extent, but especially when you're rolling out an entire new game and such. Uh, it's it's like what's going to happen, and that's why I think we see so much problem, if you even want to call it that, with vanilla versions of games, right? Because it's like, well, this is our big main first trial test run, so a little bit of patience there, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you mentioned uh, a river, and if you're living in a, a van down by the river, you can expect plenty of nuance and depth in your games, and that is number three. One of the things that the main entries for the Street Fighter series have generally been received at is high praise for their depth. Street Fighter 3 was actually initially thought to be a very boring game, uh, but it actually picked up steam as time went on, and, and you know, with Third Strike and other things, and many people felt that that was like the grandmaster highest level of Street Fighter that has ever been done. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, But it took people a while to, to wrap their heads around that depth, that, that nuance, that understanding, of, hey, that is there, right? Um, uh, but uh, Hashimoto and Tsuchiya, uh, uh, they are, are well known for their gameplay depth. They, they provide in their tiles that they've worked on. And I would fully expect uh, the, the nuances and the depth to be there for Street Fighter VI. But I also fully expect the veterans in the fighting game community to say that the game initially sucks and is hella scrub friendly because that's also the tradition and we have to keep tradition alive. Yeah, absolutely. That we'll see it. We'll say it ourselves. I'm sure. At least the parts of us that are, are are reacting and that have an expectation, and that expectation doesn't, you know, isn't met. And some of that will be helpful and accurate. Some of it will be just, you know, blowing off steam and misplaced. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the cycle every time. We're not going to break yeah. it this time for sure. Yeah, it, it, I've already got some tweets charged up, but I haven't yeah. even seen the game yet. Got to put it out there, John. When was the last time Capcom did not deliver with the depth and nuance in their gameplay in a main Street Fighter entry? And I mean, even even with five, let me, let's let's put five on there and say, did they did they fail to deliver there, or did that game have far more depth and understanding than people initially thought? It, it got had? to a place where uh, the depth and such became. Well, it's one thing to say, is the depth there? It's another thing to say, is there any reason for people to explore it? Or should they just keep pressing roundhouse with so-and-so? So you know, like early Nikali, just press the roundhouse because it's crush counter. It's got all these advantages and you're you're in eight frames of input lag. So you're not going to get whiff punished. Um, and so it's like, well, I have no reason to explore it. You, you, you know, kind of cinch things up and alter and balance. And then finally it gets to a place where, yes, yeah, Street Fighter V, maybe it doesn't get explored in the same exact ways, but the, the depth comes in a different, you know, avenue of, of it's more in like the playmaking room than it is out on the field, something like that. Um, so, so yeah, I think I agree with whatever you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, combat and gameplay should be a heavy focus from the development team. Uh, going back once again to Bayonetta 2 and Mega Man 11, they were generally very well praised for their tight and creative combat mechanics. And it's also something that was generally well thought of in Street Fighter V with the V system as the game aged and the developers were better able to tap into what they have. Now, that took a while to polish up as just we, we talked about that. But um, going back again, uh, Bayonetta 2 was actually chided by some in the community for not changing things up enough in regards to its combat uh, compared to the previous game. And the majority of people were pretty much fine with that because the first game was really good and the second game just improved upon it. Like, why why change something that was, you know, awesome to begin with when you just made it better? And Mega Man 11 can actually trace its roots all the way back to 1987 with fighting the Robot Masters, taking their power, doing it. It's the same thing we've been doing for a long time now, but just done in a different way, in a very special way, and it works quite well. I'm expecting the developers to really really have a very heavy focus on the combat, the the gameplay, um, because that is what we've seen from this. And and actually not just, you know, oh yeah, you know, because everyone says they, they focus on that, making the game fun and other stuff like that. I actually expect this game to be very fun, kind of from the get-go. And actually based on one of the things that you said, I, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to implement something like this, like a whiff punish system, where uh, you, you do the whiff punish and you get like extra meter or you get a sound effect, because something like the mm -hmm. crush counter thing, right? In, mm -hmm. in, in a, a very skill-based system that, that heavily rewards people and is very fun, that's why you bring in the producer of Mega Man 11. That's why you bring in the director of Bayonetta 2, to find that, that 
core gameplay thing that is just fun to do. And then you, you get all of your other developers in there to balance it and make it a, a very, a very smart thing. That is what I'm counting on from this game. And with the talent behind it, I think we'll see that. I think uh, Washige is pushing for getting rid of round threes in general. Just no more round threes. <laughs> no. Uh, so, uh, like, how do you capture what that is with specifically fighting games, specifically Street Fighter, in terms of the expectation for fun, <laughs> fun fighting game play? Like, we spend on Event Hubs, we spend infinite time trying to like hammer down the details of what exactly is it that makes it that right? Um, because maybe fun fun is winning like right and sometimes cheaply people can go to well if i want my people to my my consumers to have fun i'm just going to overpower a character and then like well they're they're enjoying it but like i said in the previous video which you should check out uh it's uh it's also a cheap kind of fun you know and it's yeah. i think we we much more find long-term uh enjoyment and sustained enjoyment in the mental back and forth the active uh, we need you to create an atmosphere where we can have a a real-time brain-to-brain problem-solving contest and see how that plays out where it feels like it's fair enough and where effort is it manifests to the correct degree and it's like good luck doing that especially if you've got like a 45 character roster all the matchups there it's like it's not an easy thing to do at all so i do not ever envy fighting game developers and, and the tasks that they have in front of them but that's what they're trying to harness here and and i do think that it's possible especially with this like one of the things you could one of the ways you could realize that and i think a really good starting point and i think one of the ways if they're doing what they've done with luke if that's characteristic of what's going on in street fighter 6 this skill-based system that you don't have to use but it benefits you to use it you can explore the game sufficiently i won't say fully but sufficiently with just the basics and the basics are easy to do and they're apparent but if you want to spend the time to get good with execution to get good with you know the the particulars you can do that and you can play in an almost an entirely new game with the same character based around this more uh, execution kind of a thing and uh, and yeah and then also directing people's attention towards the important fundamentals like footsies like whiff punishing instead of just trying to throw out crush counters all the time which is what where street fighter 5 at least initially directed all of our attention if you could direct people to oh there's a really good reason to learn how to whiff punish and to set myself up around doing that and playing footsies uh, in a way that's going to be long-term sustainable that's what you want to do and and i do think luke as he is designed sets for sets that up it's just that he's kind of the only one that plays in his way and so i think he's he's dominating now so but again once we get into an atmosphere where other characters have that and luke is just one one flavor of that i think that can be really interesting and i and i and i like that you know you throw stuff at the dartboard at a certain uh, at a certain level, but I'm really excited to to see that explored further. I think it's got a lot of potential. There you go. And at number five, final one, Jana. This might come as a crazy thing, and especially for people who initially bought Street Fighter Five. But I actually am expecting a renewed focus on quality. So a few years after Street Fighter Five came out, uh, maybe the worst fighting game launch for a AAA game we've ever seen. Um, Capcom actually told their investors that there would be a renewed focus on quality that leads to higher review scores and not worrying about the initial game sales as much. 
And, and to back this up a bit, even their investor relations page that actually really targets the lifetime sales uh, of you know their products versus you know how well something did initially, right? That's that's the information they're putting up there as a company. And I so I definitely don't expect Street Fighter Six to be the best thing Capcom has ever done from a fighting game on day one, right? That's that's you know we just talked about all the problems the game is probably going to be facing. Then it's going to take a little bit for it to get into like this great shape, but I do expect it to be a complete product from day one uh, and I think the community would go crazy if the game shipped in as poor a condition as, as most of their last fighting game releases have been especially with statements they've made in recent times they are literally saying hey we've messed up the, these initial launches we want high review scores we want this stuff and, and I'm actually taking Capcom at their word here that they're going to deliver on it because they have delivered on it with their other games. Their other games have come out with a high level of polish and a complete product. Uh, we have not seen a complete product from Capcom launch as a fighting game since 2009 when Street Fighter 4 launched. That is the last time we saw a, a complete good fighting game from the get-go. And, and I am actually expecting that, that renewed focus of quality to deliver a complete product for Street Fighter 6 from the get-go. What do you think? Yeah. Well, first off, I do think that Street Fighter V was one of the absolute worst uh, releases of AAA modern times, but maybe <laughs> MVCI, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, might beat that out. Not sure. Maybe just to acknowledge people uh, that, that think so. Um, hey, comment and let us know which one you think is worse. But, uh, yes, I, I, I've had a lot of trepidation about saying this, uh, <laughs> but Capcom does seem to be actively learning and making correct adjustments you see that through v shift you see that through the summer or the seasonal updates um, their communication has leveled up with their community and that was one of our biggest biggest points of frustration early on they have fixed that in some very significant ways that shows that they have been listening and that they have changed things around they're not stuck in the old ways and never going to change um, they've shown that in a handful of ways now i've expected that to happen earlier on and it didn't so that kind of got me this like um, my opinion of capcom previously has been like yeah they're just not going to do it and that's going to be a problem for a long time they're just going to do things the old way and it's you know, not not progressing into modern times, but they have shown the propensity to do that to the extent that they will. I, I think that they're willing to do that. So that box will be checked, but they're also probably trying some new stuff and who knows how the new stuff will do once it's out in the wild. Right. So I think that more so the potential for issues will come from their new attempts. And, and like, that's fine, you know, because you're out there doing new stuff and maybe you'll find something that revolutionizes fighting games. They've done it before a couple times. So, um, that there's a risk there but i think it's worth the risk and the, but the worst case scenario would for them to just repeat problems of the past i don't think there's any patience for that right now yeah. we shouldn't have patience for that right now uh they've had more than enough time and they've taken their lashings they've had the failing of street or of, of, of infinite and, and, and other kind of games at, at various capacities they, they're gonna adjust they're capcom they haven't gone away for a reason so I, I think that they will evolve they will change here um but the big question is what will happen with the new things that they're doing yeah so you heard it here john velociraptor girl says capcom's gonna nail everything perfectly and if there's any issues with street fighter 6 you can hit them up on twitter right here that's what i said yep all right y'all that's gonna wrap us up for this week of event hubs talk and block once again thank you all so much for listening and we'll be back with you soon love you miss you bye